So today I am with the rather wonderful Jackie from Series 2 of DNA Family Secrets. And I can tell you this was one of the biggest stories of the series, and it really touched a lot of people. And that's because when you came to us, you wanted to know whether or not DNA could help you find out about your biological father. So tell us your story. Well, I was born in Vienna. I uh, was put into an orphanage between my birth and September of 42. Subsequently, I was told from records that the Gestapo found me in the orphanage and took me to Theresienstadt. From then on, it's a total blank because I have no recollection of being in that camp for two years, eight months, till the liberation in 45. Anyway, a load of the babies and children were put into a castle just outside Prague. We were there for a few weeks, obviously, to feed us a little bit better, do all the inoculations and the things. And then subsequently, the... Uh, British government were allowed to bring us over to a place called Windermere in Stirling Bombers, 300 children at a time. And in the year that we were there at Bortox Bank, we were taught how to speak English and um, behave. And then we went to another place called Weir Courtney, which was where the older children were. Then after a few months, this um, elderly couple put me into this big, Rolls-Royce car my father had hired and uh, he was then fostering me till I was officially adopted by them at nine years old. And everything was going swimmingly until some kid in school told me I was adopted. Went to my parents who were very loving parents but very reluctant to tell me about my past and getting another surprise when I was in my teens when I went to see my grandmother on my father's side she then told me, I was, you're not English, Jackie, you're Austrian. And uh, I went back with this new information, told them, and they were once again shocked that somebody else would tell me this terrible story. Then the third surprise was when we were about to get married and the synagogue authorities required me to prove I was Jewish. As luck would have it, my mother did have the papers to prove my situation, and I snatched the papers to find out that I was being in this Theresien Theresienstadt camp for two years, eight months, which uh, absolutely total surprise and shock. Essentially, you are finding out at a pretty young age that you're a survivor of the Holocaust. Mm. I mean, you cannot get much heavier than that. And you must have had so many questions. There was a conspiracy of silence with my mother and father, her friends, their family and everything. So I was surrounded by a big wall of silence. So you start your search. So what was your mum's name? What did you find out about her? I found out she was a milliner. Her name was Elsa Spiegel. My name originally was Yoni Spiegel. And we got an address called 12 Schreigasse, which is Vienna, but it actually wasn't where she lived. It was where they got hold of a lot of the Jewish people, two or three hundred stayed there until they were put on trains to a place called Malitrosinets, where sadly she was murdered. I think this is one of the things that people don't necessarily realize about it is just how much the Nazis sort of went to town in terms of getting rid of records. So it makes it so difficult for people like yourself to be mm. able to trace 
family members. And as you must have found, when we were looking into your story for DNA Family Secrets, you could see the people going off on the records. You can see them on the transports. Mm. And you can see that people were rounded up in Vienna and, as you say, kept in places before they're going off. And you were able to find out a little bit more eventually, weren't you? You were able to find out that she had siblings and... Yes, it was the Red Cross that I approached and they did come up with the names of my mother and her siblings, Rudolf and Hilda. And I think they also gave me my grandparents' names. Emily Schwartz was my grandmother and Leopold Spiegel was my grandfather who came from just outside uh, Brunn, or Brunn, which is not too far from Austria. And I know before you'd come to see us, you had gone to places like Mali Trostenek to see where your mum had been killed. And that must have been quite something. Very emotional, very emotional. The thing was that uh, the first time we went, we saw this big monument there and said a few words that I felt Lita prompted me to say. And... uh, Second time was much more uh, positive because there was this Austrian woman and I went with uh, a few people and I met a few Viennese guys and uh, it was still terribly overgrown and it was just basically the forest and we were tying memorial plastic sheets to the trees to signify this is basically where, sadly, about 10,000 Viennese Jews were sent and were murdered. The third time we went, it was all manicured situation. The Austrian Chancellor was there, Alexander Lukashenko was there, and the uh, band was there. And there's a huge now monument with my mother's name on it. So when you came to us, your question was around your father's side because I remember one of the things that you told me was that your mum seemed to manage to survive for quite a long time and you managed to survive. You were obviously sent off to a concentration camp. Theresienstadt was one of these kind of model concentration camps, wasn't it, that the Germans tried to show, yes, we're treating everybody terribly well type thing. And you wondered, therefore, whether or not your father might have been in a position of power, a Nazi, essentially, to be able to yes. to help with that. And, I mean, obviously, that was one of the things that I remember talking to you about, is that even if he does come back as being Jewish, there is the possibility that he was part of the Nazi party, but it makes it much less likely. Yes. And when we took your DNA and we put it into the databases, overwhelmingly, your matches were coming back as Ashkenazi mm. Jewish, which is exactly what we would be expecting. How did that feel, to get that kind of final resolution on that side? Well, it was a major part of the jigsaw puzzle, really. You could say that uh, finding out that he was just an ordinary tailor from Austria and Jewish, and uh, it fills in a space that was totally empty. Also found out that my mother had a few addresses from where she was in Vienna, and she was moving around, so one can only assume moving around to avoid detection for quite some time. And that was the next question, really, was if we could then use DNA to find your father. And this is where we are completely at the mercy of who's on the databases. And 
my goodness, you were getting some matches and there was a huge amount of work that went into this. So we had researchers in the Czech Republic trying to see if they could get any more information on your mum's line because she came from Moravia in the Czech Republic. And then we also had people here looking at these matches and trying to build trees. You had this match into the Sussmans and I couldn't get it to match into your mum's side. Other researchers couldn't get it to match into your mum's side. So like, this seems to be through the father's side. They're in Vienna. And then I was able to trace some of the family members who had made it here. So Tony in particular, who said, I will do DNA tests, whatever you need. And she was great. And so one of the things we were able to tell you on the program was, we don't know quite how they fit. You're getting matches to Cornfines and Sussmans and Gottliebs. We know these people are related to you, but we can't join up the tree at the moment. This is with who's on the databases so far. So you finish with me, and then you go in and see Stacy. How was that? When Stacy showed us the movie of Tony and Alex saying, we are your distant cousin. It was just amazing. It was just terrific. Something I dreamt of, but never thought could happen. To look into the eyes of somebody after thinking for so long that I was the only one that survived. I'm not alone anymore, which was terrific. And your story has an even more amazing ending because when the program went out, it was one of the big stories of the series, and it got picked up by the press a lot. It then got picked up by the press in Israel. And then I know a lot of people started contacting me and started contacting you because they wanted to be able to help you. And sometimes what happens is suddenly something will happen. It'll take it that little bit further. And that's what happened to you. You got contacted by two rather amazing people who helped you further. Yes, Jennifer and Adina from America. All of a sudden, they got in touch with us and said, if possible, we'd like to take it further. And within a very short space of time, they came up with so much more about my father's side. So what did they find? They were able to give you your father's name. So what's your father's name and how did that feel? Well, I think I must have in my mind said, Adolf Kornfine. I wasn't too happy about Adolf, but Kornfine was okay. And uh, sadly, finding out he had been married before and he had a son who was uh, 18, 19 years older than me, so he would have been my half-brother. And sadly, finding out that his mother and my half-brother went to Auschwitz and were murdered there is extremely sad. How he evaded capture, really, whilst his wife was caught, we'll never know. But he had a liaison with my mother, and I'm the byproduct of that liaison. I'd like to think it was a love affair in the short space of time, but we'll just have to keep on wondering on that side. I mean, I know for you, this has been a massively long journey from your 20s up until now, where we've been lucky enough to play a part in it. And you've also had Jennifer and Adina who've been able to play a part in it. 
you've had the amazing support of your wife, Lita, who I know has been a champion of yours through all of this. But what were your fears going into it? I didn't think I had any fears. When I first approached you, Turi, I felt it's my last chance as far as I could see, and I've got to expect the good, the bad, the ugly, and uh, I wasn't fearful. I was more hopeful, you could say. We've been through a lot of tragedies with it. I meant to say to you, one of my endeavours I did was I found out my grandmother was buried in the Central Friedhof Cemetery just outside Vienna, and I uh, said, I'm going to put a stone on for her, which I did, and I felt very good about doing things like that. There's quite so many things on this 60-year journey that we've done, but I have to say, not that I'm lucky or unlucky, it's just that I'm 10 or 15 years younger than most of the survivors that are around. I suppose what the program did was it allowed you to kind of really tell your story and allowed us to tell a bit about what happened during the Holocaust. And do you think that going through the process of DNA Family Secrets helped your family understand what you had been through? Yeah, I think they really did get the message that it wasn't a picnic. I'd have loved to have had my adopted parents take it on board, but unfortunately uh, my father, if I was to ask him any questions, he'd walk out. Probably trying to protect me, but uh, my mother used to say, you're hurting your father. And not taking on board that it was hurting you through all of that. I think you've been incredibly courageous. Not an easy thing to do, to go through all this. And inevitably bring up so much pain, hurt of what your life has been and finding out about this kind of thing. Yes. Uh, a lot of people backed my mother up when she would go around telling them that he wants to find out. And they'd say, isn't he satisfied? I think the theory at that time was, you know, you've lavished on him. You've I've had a car at 17. I was sports silly. But it was a deep hole that needed to be filled and they couldn't come around. I would have loved it for them to be more understanding. But I think the theory at that time, you know, I think they were looking upon as like ordinary adopted children who should just forget the fact that they've had a bad past or something. But uh, I differed slightly from the fact that, that my background was different from an ordinary adoption type of affair. Well, completely. And I think regardless of how wonderful a life somebody has had since, and you see this with people who come to DNA Family Secrets, they may have had amazing adoptive parents and a wonderful you know, mm. upbringing and really lovely family, but that doesn't ever get rid of the fact that there is a hole there. And you can feel that there's such a longing for information, any information, just so they can fill in those bits of the jigsaw puzzle on that side of the family, and yours especially. 
with your it's background. Also, it's like families. I mean, the first thing people do say when a baby's born, who does it look like? You know, you can't put a, a look on me like that because I don't look like any of those on the tree because they're just blank, blue and red for boy and girl type of thing. So I can't see anybody looking exactly as me, but there you go. <laughs> I have to say that was one of the really big things that I was desperate to see if they could find for you was a photo. I was looking in books. There was a book by a woman who was a milliner in Vienna in the 1930s and very early 40s. And I thought, I wonder if there's anything in there. It was anything just to be able to find you a photo. And that is Mm. presumably the one last thing. That would be in the Holy Grail. So, Jackie, your personal story is really wrapped up in one of the most terrible series of events in 20th century history. So I know you go and talk to schools and you talk to children in schools. What do you feel is the importance of the new generation knowing about what happened? Well, we have to put it into a a different perspective. This has happened in our lifetime, and we have got the technology today now to really say it as it really happened. Humanity went down a very dark road 80 years ago, and if we don't take on board what went on, then sadly the possibilities of repetition are there. The fact that such a society that uh, was so marvellous intellectually, scientifically, in the cultures and the arts and everything, that they could go down this very dark road was a tragedy. And uh, that's so important that we get a handle on how the impossible became possible all those years ago. Jackie, thank you so much for chatting to me. It was amazing to catch up. And I just feel ridiculously privileged to have been a tiny part of your journey.